Hi, I'm Lina. Hi, I'm Irene. And we are International Voices, connected by our differences. So if you love discovering new cultures, traveling and thinking outside the box, this podcast is for you. Here, we apply the same rules as in our daily life. First, if we don't have fun, we don't do it. And second, we adapt to make it work. Welcome to this new episode broadcasted by Radio Lu. Today we will talk about the cultural shock that you experience when you live abroad for a long period of time. Uh, as you may know if you listen to the previous episodes, Lina and I, we have been living in Sweden now for nine months. And Lina is from France and I'm from Spain. And today we have a really special guest, our friend Lucas. Hi, Lucas. Hi. And he's from Sweden. So I think this uh, uh, interview and this exchange, it can be really, really interesting. If you want, Lucas, maybe you can introduce yourself a bit. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me to this very special podcast. Our pleasure. <laughs> I'm Lucas. I, I'm from Sweden. I'm a student at the Linnaeus University here in Växjö. Mm -hmm. And uh, we met during my internship at uh, a place called Globala Kronoberg. And that's how we became friends. Yeah, because Lina and I, we are working uh, at the NGO Globala Kronoberg here in Sweden. What are you studying again? I do uh, political science and language is... So did you went to Spain as like an Erasmus Plus student or? As, yeah, that's right. As a, a Erasmus student after my first year on my program. Here. Oh, so for the second year. Yes. How did it work? Was it easy to go or? It was very easy to go. Yeah. So in my program, we, we do language the first year. In my case, I studied Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought it was a good uh, time to, um, to go for me. Okay to um, keep the Spanish uh, fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. Because actually, Lucas and I, we can talk in Spanish. Sometimes we do language exchange. And then he's teaching me Swedish and I teach... Well, I don't teach him Spanish. He already speaks Spanish. So we just have conversations. Irene is a really good uh, Spanish teacher. <laughs> Thank you. For all of you out there who want some <laughs> Spanish classes. Where exactly you were living in Spain? In Madrid. Mm -hmm. And for how long? For um, four, five months. Okay. And before of record, you were explaining me and Lina that you didn't stay in a flat, but you were staying in hostels. Can you explain this a bit? Sure. Um, I wanted to be live central like most people. And I realized that if if I stay in hostels, I can stay central. Mm. But was uh, not more expensive? No, it wasn't. No? It wasn't. I, I, I counted on I calculated it and uh, oh. I concluded that no, it's in, in the end, it's not going to be so much uh, that much d different. So for five months or so you've been staying is was it one hostel or how was it so it was it was multiple it was many different hostels in, in madrid wow it was probably eight different places <laughs> wow. wow 
so and how it was that you decided to but also yeah yeah so also it's a very social environment in, yeah in hostels yeah. um as you probably have have, have experienced and uh, it's a it's a nice environment mm-hmm. uh, i like it real uh, a lot and i've uh, you know i it was it was just easier and and more central um didn't cost too much mm-hmm. it was okay and when you stay for, for for longer terms you you get a better price mm, usually okay mm-hmm. or at, le- at least in my case and then uh, I, i also stayed in 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 one or two airbnbs i guess then you had like a small backpack with few things no to be able to move around easily mm-hmm. or how mm. it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without accumulating much stuff, yeah, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Um, tr- try to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Try to, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, I know that you are since. also really, like, interested in traveling like us. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. It was a prerequisite to, to be lightweight, uh, <laughs> traveling lightweight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did you so. become friends with some of the persons from the hostels, maybe, or sure. studying, uh, or? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, my my best friends at the time were from uh, the people at the hostel I stayed at. Mm-hmm. At at this uh, one of the ho- one of the hostels I stayed at, um, I I stayed for a little bit longer. I met uh, some international people mm. who was working. In, in Madrid as as English teachers mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we, we we became a little family nice and maybe you could explain us like a, a expectation that you had about Spain that then didn't match with the reality when you arrived in Madrid yeah um, so first of all um, the traffic is very different mm-hmm um it's more it's more intense less organized maybe (laughs) (laughs) you Um, can say it no worries (laughs) it's not ikea traffic (laughs) so uh, and people are less uh, cautious about their cars it seems and the cars are so when they are when they are parked they are so packed next to each other So whenever you need to take your car and go go somewhere else, uh, you have to bump into the other cars to get out from the parking space. Oh wow! And and here in Sweden, you feel that they have like much more distance and they are more conscious. You would never, yeah, you would never, or? you would never touch. Uh, you know, you never bump into another someone mm-hmm. else's car, like uh, consciously. <laughs> This is super weird. Like you have, to, you just bump into other cars just to be out of your own spots. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cancer. Yeah, but I, I, I have to say, I'm from Spain. I you like, don't bump each no. other's cars. <laughs> we <laughs> are close. Doing something wrong. We are uh, obviously maybe, maybe. it's true that they're super close to each other, and sometimes it can be difficult. And sometimes it it does happen that maybe they are parking in a way that then you cannot leave. Then you, you this do what you this honk. can happen. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, this this can happen, well. but it's not like the usual. Like it's, but it can happen. Yeah, and maybe here in Sweden it would never happen again. I ever. I mean, 
And then I, I'm also interested in asking you about how do, did you experience the weather there? Because since in which season did you went to Spain? Because it's, the weather is really, really different. And then you can experience the seasons in a really different way. So how it was for you? September, mm -hmm. I went down. January, I came back. Okay. So I experienced the Spanish uh, Winter fall. And, and fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was a pretty nice September and October. And is what you were expecting that it would be? Or you were expecting like it would be sunny all day? And mm, I, I knew the winter uh, was coming. <laughs> uh, I th and, uh, it, you know, I, I thought it was going to be um, not as in Sweden. Mm -hmm. It's going to be much less harsh and mm -hmm. uh, much more soft, mm -hmm. so to speak. And uh, my prediction was uh, right. Mm -hmm. It's fun because you're very uh, chill and not much expectations. And yeah, I just went and sauce. But me, I remember before to come in Sweden, I was making entire scenarios in my head. Mm -hmm. I built another Sweden in my head because it, it was a country I didn't know uh, much about like yeah Sweden like I wasn't aware of what was going on I had just some ideas about like maybe the educational system that was uh, uh, it was said that it was one of the best and this kind of things like mm -hmm. Ikea something yeah very typical things yeah, and I had too, I so think. much space for my own imagination and like I swear I created another country in my head and then I started to google things and I had so many expectations, so many ideas before to come. And it's funny because I remember when we arrived, we had a training with um, Sara, who is our boss, basically. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, different categories to talk about with her, like uh, your goals, your fears, this kind of topics. And one thematic was expectations. So first thing, a cold winter. This is what I expected. I In my head, Sweden was... a super cold Scandinavian mm -hmm. country like minus yeah. 45 and this kind of things and like full of snow like with a lot of snow yeah, like, everywhere like like so much winter. snow you cannot even go out and so I said super cold winter with a lot of snow and she said this is not going to happen <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> and then she 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 talked about the global warming and how uh, in Vekhe which is in the south of Sweden they didn't have had a snow for like years so yeah it was it was fun to see um okay i have something in my mind but it's not the actual mm -hmm. country and you yeah. have to be aware of it like because if you think this is going to happen you might be super disappointed and it's not due to the country itself it's because of your own expectations mm -hmm. so i think you did the right thing like going there and just yeah, let's see. I, maybe I should have done it like this too. <laughs> yeah, but I think sometimes it's super difficult. Sometimes the expectations that you have, you already previously had them. Yeah. And then you just... <laughs> yeah. But luckily we had snow. Yeah. So much snow, we, we were tired of it at some point. Because actually it was like an unusual winter and then it was super cold and then we had snow in the south. Yeah. And everyone kept saying, you were so lucky because it's super weird and that this happens here. And you really experienced the real winter in Sweden. 
uh, and you are so happy about that. But and you got too much of the good stuff. Yeah, we, we got too much. And it's funny because at first, when it started to snow, we would wake up every morning, look in the garden and be so amazed. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, look at that. There's so much mm -hmm. snow and this is so nice. And in March, mm -hmm. then you wake up in the morning and it starts to snow again. And you're thinking, <laughs> again, <"What>? again. <laughs> so we, we had maybe too much for us. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy because in April was snowing and I was recording it like I cannot believe that it's actually snowing. I went to, to Spain to visit my family in February, at the end of February, and it was starting spring and the almond trees were uh, blossoming and it was beautiful. I was not even wearing a jacket sometimes. And then I came back and it was like <laughs> snow all around. That's crazy. Yeah, there's memes saying like summer is the best day uh, of the year <laughs> in Sweden. Like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Maybe yeah. it's not. <laughs> We can no, it. it's fun, <laughs> especially during winter. <laughs> yeah. And then for me, for example, I knew that it would be dark. And then you create this image of what will be, what will mean mm, the darkness in Sweden. But then it didn't match with the reality because I had no clue as what to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was really hard actually for me because at, uh, in December, like at 2 uh, p.m., it was already dark, yeah. two three, and it was super dark. And then my body uh, in the afternoons and evenings, it was like, wow, I was super tired. I was not motivated. It was super difficult to do activities or to do any kind of a sport. If I did it, I had to do it in the morning. Uh, and it was a really mm, huge change mm -hmm. for me. I was not, yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and you, Lucas, did you had maybe a hard time to adapt to some kind of things in Spain? One thing uh, uh, that struck me was the... Uh, there's a little bit of uh, manana manana mentality. <laughs> Explain uh, it to us. What is what the is the manana manana? 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 Uh, <laughs> things are not so important. Uh, I like that. I like that philosophy. Things uh, doesn't have to be so important all the time. Um, uh, there, it's a, it's a more um, tol tolerant um, approach to things. Okay. Um, And you don't think it's like this in Sweden? Because for me, it is yeah. like this in Sweden. It's mm. the opposite. Really? Yeah. yeah for me it too. I've had <laughs> many experiences in which I was yeah. thinking, I was doing things and I wanted to reach perfection, kind of. I was trying to do as much as I could to do my best and so on. And then people would tell me, but but it's okay. Like. Okay, I think, I think um, it's important to mention that... Um, Um, the workplace mm -hmm. is a non-profit organization. Okay. So they're they're really happy to have you there to okay. help them. Um, and so the expectations won't be as high as high. Mm -hmm. I would say. Okay. Um, but in in general, I think um, um, the Swedish culture mm -hmm. has um, some perfe perfectionist. Um, 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 Goals, expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, within it, so 
and that can, that shows on the on workplaces, but also mm-hmm. um, uh, outside work. But this for me is really interesting that you say this because it's not the image that I have, as was uh, Lina saying. And also, for example, for me, I I saw that here in Sweden. Um, you have more uh, work and personal life balance and companies value that and not just the one we are working in others that I know it's more common to say okay uh, now I'm going to leave maybe early to pick up the kids or my kid is ill so I will stay at home and work from home and this in the environments where I work in Barcelona in big companies that was like you cannot say that to your boss they will tell you like so what if your kid is still mm. like you pay an any or whatever or you bring your uh, you uh, you it's your own problem and you cannot even talk about your personal life to excuse not to work or to work differently it's very very difficult to balance the personal life and with the work life and but i th- i think that is good in sweden that they do it this way because if not, then how can you have a family and how can you work and how do you do all those things? Like, what do you think? Um, um, uh, you're probably right with, in terms of uh, working life. Mm-hmm. I never, I never went to uh, work in in Spain, so I, I can't really say anything about that. But so it's more maybe the the general feeling I got. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, let's say. Um, Okay, w- uh, one example would be if you if you invite for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, in Sweden, I think generally people are uh, really making it a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. like it has to be really nice. It has mm-hmm. to be, you know, some some difficult recipe, and it has mm-hmm. to be everything has to be clean and look nice. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas in in spain it's more it's more like just come over it doesn't have to be you don't have to plan things three weeks uh, in Mm -hmm. advance yeah you just just mm -hmm. uh, text them on whatsapp the same day hey you want to come over for for dinner something like that and maybe i don't know but maybe here you plan things ahead in sweden or and in spain maybe you're more spontaneous or what do you think yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. probably but I, I like that about Sweden. It's um, most of the time I was shocked how disciplined it was on some. Uh, for example, let's take the COVID situation. Uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but here I didn't see many uh, like strict rules and laws. It was more like we recommend you to wear a mask. The mask wasn't. Uh, mandatory in France if you're not wearing the mask you can have like 1,500 euros fee for not wearing it like you have to wear the mask and um, so it was only it was recommendations most of the time and I was shocked not for that but that people were actually following it if you tell me I recommend you to do it I will not do it and I'm pretty sure all the French people of the earth will not yeah. do it either in Spain the same so mm-hmm. it's it had to be strict to be followed and mm-hmm. this is why in France it was so strict as well mm-hmm. because at first uh, we had a lockdown and everyone was just hanging out like people just took it as an I mean I did it too but like <laughs> yeah it it felt like okay 
lockdown, let's just go out and chill because we don't have to work. So it was more a bit the spirit, especially in the beginning when we didn't right. know and stuff. In France, uh, are like, uh, are the authorities, the agencies, are they not so separate separated from the political um, departments? The political institutions in Sweden, it might be a, and it could be a, be a explanatory uh-huh. factor that in Sweden um, uh, agencies, the authorities, they they have um, they are very separated from the um, so from from the uh, ministries. Okay. That they are are in charge uh, of them or they they delegate um, power to the the authorities okay and they and they it's uh, uh, like it's uh, constitutionally protected mm-hmm. the, um, the autonomy of the authorities mm-hmm. it's very But important in sweden that's why we people in general can trust authorities mm-hmm. more because we know that okay these people they are like less likely to be mm-hmm. um politically um uh, forced mm-hmm. so to speak yeah um and it's uh, they're supposed to be you know fact based you know make their de- decisions um based based on um science scientific evidence mm-hmm. yeah and i think uh there's also this spirit that like here in sweden it feels uh that a personal freedom and individuality mm-hmm. is it's a value no mm-hmm. like to have the freedom to do yeah as you want can you maybe develop a bit i was i was surprised me too t- mm-hmm. for it to be that strong so no? w- w- you were surprised uh well what did you expect that on well, this i didn't expect much but i was i was surprised mm-hmm. that it was um People are very proud and happy about it and your freedom is a right and mm-hmm. it has to be respected and if you don't want to do it you just don't do it. This is how it feels for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. If I don't want to wear a mask, I just don't wear a mask and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But it's different. Some things are in in France, some things are mandatory and it's like it's the law. Mhm. Yeah. I I I think uh, I think it's because um Sweden doesn't have to carry out laws like enforcing laws mm-hmm. strict laws to 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 make people behave in a certain way. I think um uh, recommendations and stuff like that are as effective mm-hmm. as it, as the laws are in France and but, Spain. But I I don't agree with that, sorry, but <laughs> But here you can see a lot of people not wearing the mask because yeah because you don't have to so then then a well, lot of people it, is not wearing there's it. There's no recommendation that you you need to wear a mask uh, uh, yeah like in public places just but just in the metro in, in the bus and yeah in, in the and ra- half rush of the hours, people is not hours. is not wearing it half of the people so then I think that talking about specifically about COVID I think. Um, in the mental health uh, issue it really helps the way Sweden Sweden do it uh, but then with the numbers like if you compare the numbers of the covid cases from other countries like Denmark uh, they are they have less cases and Sweden didn't apply the 
the law of wearing the mask and then they have more COVID cases. No, that's not that's not exactly the, the case. So uh, Sweden, the, the, the big problem in Sweden was mm-hmm. that the, the, the disease was was um, spreading uh, around um, elderly centers and uh, home homes for for old people. Uh, in the beginning, because there were no routines, people were um, um, like denying responsibility. Everyone mm-hmm. was saying it's not my responsibility; it's the their responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were no um, real routine or or strategy in the beginning. It was really messed mm-hmm. up, and that let a lot of uh, uh, spread uh, happen, in, especially in the beginning. And, and, and among and, and our elders. Mm-hmm. And I've had enough of COVID. Let's talk about yogurt <laughs> and the small things of life that can be very surprising when you're going abroad. Like, yeah, yogurt. Because I remember I was quite shocked uh, in the yogurt section. I will say yogurt a lot, so be ready, yogurt. <laughs> So in the yogurt section that they actually here in Sweden, you actually find the yogurt in bottles, tum, tum. Mm-hmm. like milk, like milk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was super surprised. And at first I was thinking Sweden is a country in which there's no yogurt because I was used <laughs> to too. the pots <laughs> and I couldn't find the pots. So I thought I was in the section. I was thinking like, this is milk. So they have too, plenty of milk, mm-hmm. but no yogurt. This is a bit strange, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And there is, uh, especially food related, there's so many things that you feel like, oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. because you're so used to your own way of doing things. And maybe mm-hmm. for you, Lucas, it was the opposite in Spain. Like, the hell are they putting the yogurt in pots, yeah. no? Yeah, Did you- I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where are my cardboard boxes? Yeah, but for me, it was the complete opposite. I was thinking, oh, damn. Yeah, it <laughs> took me a while to find out that that was yogurt. Yeah, same. I think Julian had to, to show me at some point. And it's, yeah. it's also funny, maybe Irene can share her anecdote about the uh, yogurt cake. Irene, how did you manage without the pot? Yeah, because then the other day I created a recipe of yogurt cake and then usually you use the, to measure, you use a yogurt. Yeah. So then, well, I just used like a, a glass and then I was asking Lina, what do you think? Do you think this is the the size that I should add of the ingredients or not or how? So we should every, we should measure everything from now on in yogurt pots, I would say, but the, There are some other things that are a bit more complicated in a daily basis, like the doors. I would say I was also very confused. For me, it's strange that you, when you leave the house, it's not locked if you don't use the key. In Spain, when you leave the house, uh, if you leave, sometimes it happens that it can happen that you leave the keys inside Mm -hmm. and then you have to call the firefighters to... (laughs) enter maybe through the window or wherever or smash the window to recover the keys to be able to open the door from the inside or things like that this doesn't happen in sweden because if you left the keys inside you cannot lock with keys and the door is always open yeah mm-hmm. and and you have to put the key upside down like it's not the regular i would say uh direction of what the do you mean regular 
well for <laughs> us I, I said regular instead of saying like normal but yeah maybe it's I not still not appropriate but like the usual this is what i meant so it's not the usual way so you mean you turn the the keys the other way uh this is a complicated example because it's very specific when it's in the hole you turn it the wrong direction and also before to put it in the hole like the key how you put it it's different from what i'm used to mm -hmm. i would put it another way but yeah and there's also other things about doors like how instead of pulling down the handle you have mm -hmm. to put it up to lock it mm -hmm. like the the handle is also a lock it's super strange for me there are so many situations in which i thought I'm locked because I didn't know how to press, okay. how to open the door anymore. Okay. And you feel yeah. so stupid. You're like, I cannot even open the door. <laughs> But it's just because the system is so mm -hmm. different. Yeah. Every door is, has its own uh, way to function. So it's like, ah. Uh, yeah. And Lucas, I don't know if you had some like daily life experiences of something that, that was new for you or you thought it was weird. Except for the yogurt. Except for the yogurt. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, if the doors were anything uh, <laughs> special. But it can be something else. Maybe. Yeah. For example, here, uh, when we were in Stockholm, it's so cool because in the... How can I explain this in English? Okay. When you cross the... Um, cross path? Yes. In the cross path, the... Crossroads? The mm -hmm. lights yeah. that you have of um, red and green... You know what I mean? They they were two girls or two guys. Oh yeah, yeah. It I think it was related to uh, Pride Week uh, in be. Sweden, and it's quite a big thing here. Mm -hmm. It was uh, yeah. You could feel it. It was Pride Week with a lot of flags and events and activities and so on. So maybe it was related to that. So instead of having the regular traffic lights with a, a circle or with the the little man standing and then the little man walking. Mm -hmm. It was just like a couple LGBTQIA+, <laughs> if I'm not missing anything. So it was uh, these uh, couples just yeah, holding yeah. hands or this kind of thing. So it yeah. was quite fun. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they do it in Spain or in France. I have no clue, but I have I never seen it before. But well, what I was asking you, Lucas, is if you uh, saw something that, that impressed you or... I was impressed. Uh, one thing that impressed me is that uh, sp Spanish people um, that I met, they, they talk... Um, fast. Yeah, fast. But also, um, um, it's more a matter of the language, probably, than the people. But the, the Spanish language, you, you, you construct uh long sentences for sometimes becomes long uh, <laughs> it's like a long explanation of the things that right, what right. they are talking about right. and they talk like more maybe maybe they talk more than sweets also yeah 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 <gasps> it's um swedish people <laughs> yeah 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 and you have a point it's um sweets are more maybe stick to the point maybe just say mm -hmm. the the necessary Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe to, to some extent and Spanish people uh, they add a little spice <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's to the why conversation. there's this uh, cliche or uh, idea that Swedish people are cold and distant. Maybe it, it's 
it can be explained a bit by by that like if you're uh, straightforward or you're getting straight to the point without spices you might seem a bit cold no it was like here it was the one million dollars question so yeah. every time we would meet somebody uh, swedish people they would ask you do you think we're cold what's your opinion about that yeah so i think it might be there's a tr- there's a truth in it but it's a, a little misconception maybe of uh-huh. people and more a conception of the rules of the game okay you know the the rules in the, the game in the public okay. so to speak it's the rules of the of the Uh, like which uh, rules as an example you know you know like social social rules norms Mm -hmm. perhaps you're not as prone to talk to people um random people in Mm -hmm. the streets whereas in spain there is a a more proximity between strangers Mm -hmm. so it's more about like social norms and social interaction maybe yeah i would Mm -hmm. say so and uh, and also you know you communicate with what you don't say as well yeah um and i think uh, there might be more more of that uh, implicit communication mm-hmm. okay. perhaps in sweden than in spain maybe spain are more explicit more expressive mm-hmm. in general yeah yeah i think the same i'm thinking i have no clue how french people are like i couldn't say mm. french people are like this or french people are like that or <laughs> Buff. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, that's a cliche. Come on. Don't do it like that, Lucas. <laughs> no, I don't know. But it, it's easier to notice from other people yeah. than your own country and yeah. your customs and everything. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, yeah. it's nice to have an outside point of view as well, a, a feedback. And I think that another expectation that I had about Sweden is that it's an expensive country. And I can say that I confirm it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Lina? I think, yeah. I think you need need a a proper salary to completely enjoy it. But yeah. Like, depending on what you want mm-hmm, and that uh, what is your lifestyle. You cannot afford everything, of course, but it's the same in every country, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say you, you, you need quite a budget to be comfortable, hmm. at least. But yeah. since I'm living near to Paris, it's it's not that much of a difference mm-hmm. anyway. It's true, for example, that it's expensive, uh, but then is uh, here the salaries are higher, Mm-hmm. and the level of life is higher so then and also they have uh, th- that surprised me because I, I had no clue for example the education it's free mm-hmm. uh, this is amazing and then they can get uh, really good loans to be able to study um, and also when you you can sign a lease to get a house uh, mm-hmm. in and the prices cannot get like super up because the government is regulating that and yeah. this for example you don't have it in Spain that much like here and when we were now they start to add some regulations but when I was living in Barcelona it was crazy the prices of the rent is super 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 high mm-hmm. uh, so then yeah but 
yeah uh, but i was saying that because uh, i wanted to explain <laughs> the anecdote um th this is also related with cultural shock because for me when i go in a street market with fruits and vegetables in spain i related that the vegetables and fruits will be cheap and it's a nice place to to buy them it will be good and it will be maybe local and yeah. and cheap And I had this idea in my head. So then we just arrived in Stockholm uh, when we were there um, visiting the city. And the first thing I did is like, we were even with the backpacks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, one second, girls, I'm going to buy in, in the market. Uh, and I saw blueberries and strawberries. And I didn't even ask. I saw a bunch of blueberries and strawberries. And I told them, yeah, just put me both of them and... That's it, and I didn't even ask because in my mind I thought, okay, how can, how expensive can this be? Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, when they uh, tell me to pay, they said 200 Swedish crowns. That is almost like 20 euros, and it cost the the kilo of strawberries or one kilo of blueberries cost 20 euros, and this is crazy because. Uh, has nothing nothing to do with the price that you would have in in Spain that is much yeah. much cheaper, uh, and I was like, okay, I cannot believe that. <laughs> and at first, she came with us, and she she didn't even realize it that much because we always have. I mean, now not as much as in the beginning, but it's also about uh, Swedish crowns and euros mm -hmm. because ten uh, crowns, it's one euro. Mm -hmm. You. More or, less. more or less so you always take off one zero to mm -hmm. make it to convert it in euros so sometimes it's also confusing people are telling you like 250 crowns so you feel like okay that's a big number like there's three freaking numbers in that for some grocery shopping so you think okay that's big and then you take off the zero and you realize oh okay it's 25 euros so at first you have to get used to the mm. currency first of all And then she came with us and she was like, <laughs> actually, I don't know how much I paid for the fruits because 200 crowns, it's it's 20 euros. And so at first we had this doubt. Yeah. And I was like, did I pay? You know, I was doubting, like, did I just pay that? And then I came back to, to ask them. <laughs> and they were like, yep, yep. Uh, 20 euros for two for, markets for of Fruit yeah, because each one was uh, 500 grams, so yeah, and we were like, okay, and then I checked <laughs> in a supermarket, and yeah, 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 in the supermarket in Stockholm, it cost the same price, so it was like that in Stockholm. Uh, here I check in Bekho, and it's a bit cheaper, it's not that expensive. But be careful when you're yeah. buying your fruits. Yeah, but I think it's a good example how sometimes things that in your own country you would not even think about yeah and then it's it's different abroad and also what you were saying about the currency at the beginning it was a bit hard for me even if it's super simple because you just take one zero yeah but uh sometimes i don't know in my brain i just decide that the price was another <laughs> for example <laughs> we went um we were going in like local stores that was with handmade uh, clothes Yeah. And the jumper cost uh, 2,000 crowns. This is 200 euros. 
But in my mind, I told the girls, yes, this cost 20 euros, and I took two zeros. Because I don't know, in my mind, it makes more sense that the jumper cost 20 euros than 200, you know? Yeah. And that happened again with a cup of tea. And the cup of tea cost 17 euros, like it was 170 crowns. And then I, uh, I told them, yeah, it's almost two euros, one euro and <laughs> 70. And the girls, they were like, no, Irene, you're confused. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. And they were like, no, you are. And then I was like, okay, okay, yeah, you're right. And yeah. Yeah, you need quite some but time. But come on, that. a cup of tea, it can cost perfectly <laughs> one euro and 70. It, it, I don't know, why 17 euros? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> super hard was it difficult for you lucas or speaking the of opposite, yeah. speaking of fruit stands uh that's something i i, I really enjoyed in, in madrid um all the fruit stands um around the city everywhere you go every block you go there is always a fruit stand mm -hmm. with the nice fresh fruit for 20 euros or less F yeah for quite quite less yeah <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah and here, i eat a lot of fruits and here in year. in Beko, i don't know if another person of sweden but we don't have like uh fruit stores or just vegetables stores and in spain we have we have uh, fruiterias and verdulerias that are like just stores with fruits and vegetables and that's it and usually the quality is really good and the price is good and and here we have to go to the supermarket we don't have that option do you know actually if in sweden in other parts they have this kind of stores or not or where you buy the fruits and vegetables just in the supermarket they do they have um in in, in at least in in some places they have um, markets Mm -hmm. you know like square markets yeah with 20 euros the kilo <laughs> that's it that's it um other, other than that uh, it's uh, it's not super, super common mm -hmm. let's start a new tradition today since you are our you are our first guest <laughs> in this podcast uh we thought to conclude it to ask you two questions and to make to make it a bit like a, a tradition in international voices so for you lucas what was your favorite trip um i i would probably say um oh that's a very hard question but i would i would, I would probably say or i had a trip after or during high school actually oh. the end of high school with um, how old were you mm, 19 maybe mm -hmm. um we me and uh, my good uh, childhood friends we decided to go on a euro trip so we went on a euro trip mm -hmm. that's cool yeah nice. uh, during one summer for maybe was it three weeks mm -hmm. um into rail interrailing wow. so we visited uh, germany czech republic Wow. Um, Austria, Italy, France, uh, Belgium, uh, Netherlands, Denmark. Did I miss something? That's a lot already. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Super nice. Mm -hmm. And one last thing. Maybe you can share with us one of your, your dreams. W one dream I have is actually to, um, to go backpacking in Latin America. Mm. That would have been really, really amazing. 
Nice. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. I'm curious about your dreams and, and Ooh, favorite journeys. You know, we, we, we have a, an episode, a future episode prepared about that, where we will share our dreams and goals uh -huh. and the ones that, are, that already became true. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So okay. you will have to wait for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to stay tuned for sure. Suspense. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Lucas, for being our first guest. Thank in you so this much. Episode. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, though. And action. <laughs> Bloopers. Cultural shock that you experienced when... Vale, Joder. ahí se te ha quedado. <risa> <risa> Pause sounds. And now, because you before you didn't set your age, so they know. No, I'm not. <risa> <risa> you don't have to answer if you don't want to answer. This is come a private on, we internet. Are young. This is a you private. You don't say your age when maybe you are like older, but come on. <laughs> Have a guess. Well, I know. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm 28. Okay. So, 